Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host Tim Picararo and Megan Finner. Are you ready to be inspired? Welcome to Uphill Conversations. I am your host, Megan. And I'm Tim. And we're glad you can join us as you are living your life and heading towards your emerging future. And hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. This is episode 28. Welcome. Uh, We have a great guest this week, someone who Tim has actually known for a number of years and is a fellow John Maxwell team member. But before we get into that, if you listened last week, you know that Tim sprung a random question on me and I was totally unprepared. So now it's my turn. I'll take it. Just you give me the question, (laughs) but I hope it's a good one. Oh, it is. Because my question rocked. (laughs) I had a great question. Um, And wait, we have to tell everybody. We have somebody that we both know that brought us, and they literally brought us <laughs> yes. an as-seen-on-TV item. They did. It's a sock puller-upper. A sock puller-upper. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's, pheno- it's phenomenal. We need to post that Yeah, we picture. do. We need to take a picture. They literally gave you one yes. and gave me one. <laughs> so we both have a sock puller-upper, which I'm still struggling with. Who needs that? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Somebody who's very inflexible. There we go. Um, okay, so Tim. Yes. All right. What is the coolest thing you've ever been for Halloween? Oh, my goodness. The coolest, <laughs> the coolest thing. The coolest thing I've ever been for Halloween. This is going to be a letdown. because no! Well, just because... All of our costumes were made like because we didn't have much growing up. So, hold on. So, the coolest thing I think I've ever been was, and it was bad because I almost looked like a KKK person, (laughs) but I tried to be Luke Skywalker and all I had was a white sheet. And so, (laughs) I had a brown belt, a white sheet, and I'm I'm brown. (laughs) So... I'm wearing, I have so this. So you were a really great Luke Skywalker. It was. So I tried to get it to where it would kind of like, you know, fit. And right. like there's a hood. But I wrapped myself up with it. So it was kind of like a toga mix. It was like a mix <laughs> of like a toga almost. But I wore it over my shoulders and everything. I had jeans on underneath, like pants or something. Right. But I remember having like a, just a brown like belt. But I mean, did that even really matter? Because you grew up in Connecticut, right? So kind of, did you like have we your were big puppy? Winter no, on over it was it? oh no, it was Halloween. You didn't do that. You froze. You just had to do it. It was in Norwich, Connecticut, and we never. You know, this is when I lived in Norwich. I was little, and we that was the coolest character because Star Wars. You know that was the thing. Oh yeah, I mean it was like big deal, and so we had pillowcases. That's how we used. That was our mm-hmm. bag because you just carry two or three, and what you do is you leave one on the inside, right? So when you're filling up your bag, you have to dig down the bottom of your candy and pull out your second bag, so you could actually have two bags when you were all done. <laughs> But the coolest one was my makeshift Luke Skywalker that was actually a white sheet off a of bed with love a brown it. belt around my waist. I love it. And I didn't have a lightsaber. <laughs> but <laughs> you stick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And what's funny is those costumes are still super cool today. Like my friend, her yeah. daughter was Princess Leia and her son was uh, Yoda a couple of years ago. 
So it's still cool to be Star Wars characters. See, I would, if I was a kid, I mean, Yoda's cool and all, but I wouldn't want to make myself look like him. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I mean, Yoda, you know, he's Yoda. Yeah, but like when you're like, you have like a two-year-old, do you put the little ears on? It's adorable. I guess it's kind of cute, but you see the little hair sprouts that come off Yoda's ears and stuff? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Okay, well, thank that was a great you. question. It, thank you. Thanks. Well, thank you, Tim, for playing along. And... Uh, as Tim mentioned, we do we did have somebody who um, answered us last week and shared their as seen on TV item. So we would love it if you, our listeners, would send us a note to Megan at uphillconversations.co or Tim at uphillconversations.co with the subject line Halloween costume and let us know what the coolest thing you ever wore was. And if you have a picture to provide to us, That'd that be would awesome. be awesome. That would be way better. I love the picture. And we won't, unless you say it's okay, we're not going to like grab a picture and post it, but we would like to. So let us know <laughs> that we have permission to post it, but we won't do it without your permission. But that would be so cool because I, I want to post it. <laughs> I wish I had that. I just want, I mean, gosh, I, I need to ask my mom. Hey, mom, do you have a, you know that costume I made one time? <laughs> you need to look and find that. It was a little scary. You need to look and find Because people it. looked at me and they'd be like, you know, because I grew up in a kind of, you know, it's very multicultural around where I was. And they're just kind of like, well, you know, that kind of could go a different direction. And okay. of course, I was too little, didn't know. So Tim will look for the picture. You send us uh, yours. And then um, if you, you know, if for someone who sends it in, one person will select to get um, some cool Uphill Conversations swag. Yeah. And I, and I would love, and we need to post pictures of our swag stuff. So we we're, we're making more swag items. And... Um, right now the, the, the main is jackets and mm-hmm. Yeti cups. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeti. Right. And you hats. keep and hats. It's hot yeah. and cold and Yeti. I do love the Yeti cup. You don't even have one. Yes, I do. <laughs> you don't have an uphill conversations one. Oh, I don't have an uphill conversations one. You're well, right. You should join the team. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Hey, so episode 28, episode Tammy, 28. right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you listen to the interview with her, like what are some things that kind of stood out for you? Well, before I get into that, just so that you know, Tammy Tiller-Hewitt, as I mentioned, uh, she's a John Maxwell team member, but what she does in her company is they go into hospital systems and they work on lean systems, processes, and procedures to try to improve um, how those hospital systems run. But the really cool thing about her team is that she's really pulled people in from all different backgrounds, and so she has this wealth of knowledge and a diverse perspective as she's um, going in and working with these companies. So I love that. Um, And then I think when you guys got into the conversation, something that goes back to Tim Tim, some of the conversations we were having about balance last week, she talks about the importance of saying no. Mm. And along with that, the thing that really kind of, you know, hits you right between the eyes is every time you give a yes to something, you're going to have to figure out a way to tell somebody else no. And typically that no is to family or friends. And you're actually it's the important things that you're giving up in order to maybe boost maybe your professional career or do more community involvement. Yeah. And those are the things that will suffer the most, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing that pays the price for your no. So, and, and she's positive though. Mm -hmm. She's very positive. So when we say this no thing and you hear her saying it, and even what we're bringing up now, 
it's not a negative. It's, no. it's more of a, hey, think about this. Yeah. I mean, you guys are really going to enjoy listening to Tim and Tammy talk. She is a um, really positive, energetic person, um, just has a great energy about her. And, you know, she shares some really um, interesting insights on the power of belief and how she draws strength um, and the importance of just having fun at work and making sure that enjoying what you're doing and loving what you're doing is so important um, in choosing your career path. So, hey, without any further delay, let's jump into this wonderful conversation with the one and only friend of mine and uh, just someone I think is doing some great work, Tammy Tiller Hewitt. Welcome to Uphill Conversations, Tammy, my friend. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you, Tim? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and how is the weather up your way? Um, you, you had like that ice, didn't you have like a ice kind of event not too long ago? Listen, we we live in the Midwest, so it's a day-to-day <laughs> thing. But right now, it's uh, we're enjoying spring-like weather and the sun is shining. So tomorrow we may have an ice storm or a foot of snow. It's But that's the what brings us the spice to life in the Midwest. Right. So um, you, do you put like, you, you don't have ice skates on your tires or nothing like that, do you? No, no change. No, no, nothing. <laughs> well, that's great. It's not that extreme yet. Well, I tell you what, I'm the one of the things Tammy and I we got to connect um, through both of us are um, John Maxwell team members, and we actually shared a table, and we had fun at that table. Did we not have fun at that yes, table? Yes, it, it was very fun. And and Tammy's it's hilarious. Fun. She's a. I think she her real profession is she has a comedian in her. <laughs> you see, she don't, you don't want to. You don't want to admit you're comedian, do you? But she's funny. She's a very funny person. She had me laughing. There are things she would. I'd be like, she's funny. She's a very, very funny person. And um, but anyways, we shared a table and we got to talking. And I discovered that she was involved in um, this world, working with um, healthcare um, organizations, hospitals, things like that. Tammy, tell us a little bit more about the just being more specific about that world that you you live in, even even where it's where it's evolved to this, just where you are now with it. Okay, well, we have a a healthcare consulting firm. It's Tiller Hewitt Healthcare Strategies, and we work with hospitals and health systems and physicians around the country to do business development, so to help them grow their business. We do a lot of Lean Six Sigma activities because we can't grow business if there are a lot of barriers in the way. So we have fun from coast to coast because it feels like you're going back in time in some parts of the country and you're very futuristic in others and you would be surprised at what parts of the world are more advanced from a healthcare perspective. It's not as uh, intuitive as you think, but it's very fun and we meet a lot of authors Awesome people, and you're big into systems and processes as well. I mean, am I correct in, right. in saying that? So, like systems, right. what what you know, as far as what you bring to the table and helping them with those systems and processes, like with lean and um, lean <laughs> strategies, Six Sigma stuff like that. Um, like, w- what's first and foremost? What do you feel is very critical when it comes to? It doesn't matter what part of your life, but having systems and processes. Um, you can, you know, obviously share a little bit about in your in your world with your work, but just the importance overall of systems and processes for you. 
Okay. Well, two things. I suffer terribly with shiny object syndrome, right? So I like squirrel, squirrel constantly. So I have a sign posted in my office and it's kind of our battle cry, plan your work and work your plan. Because if not, I will just go off. And I remember reading uh, Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, many, many years ago. And it was really a life changer for me because he talked about, you know, finding your niche, sticking to it, getting rid of all the other things that don't make sense. And, And so that helped me to laser focus. And I feel like we've been able then to take that to organizations because it is so much flavor of the day. So people are putting fires out, trying this new thing, and that new thing. And when we go into a hospital, we say, pick three things you want to grow. And it's typically, you know, inpatient business, their surgical business and their imaging business. So we later focus on that instead of trying to be everything to everyone. So we bring that focus. And then through that, we have a, a system and a structure where we come in and bring the training, bring a proven program, manage the program for a year or two. We we collect data to help them make wise strategic decisions using both their internal data and external data. So we're very systematic and structured because if we're not, we will get sucked into that same flavor of the day and we'll never be able to get traction and be able to show measurable growth, which is what we're hired to do. Wow. And when it comes to, um, I mean, that's, that's obviously, uh, for most organizations, it can almost feel insurmountable for them. They can't get over it. Like they just feel, they feel stuck. They feel like, why can't we grow? You know, why can't this change? And like what you said that, you know, the, the, that shiny thing syndrome and, you know, doing the first things first, which is very important. And I love that pick three things. So even you building your organization. So there are people that are listening that, um, you know, that are saying, I want to go do my own thing. I have this dream in my heart. I want to get out there. Like when you picked three things or how did you, knowing that you suffer from shiny thing syndrome, right? This kind of shiny object, object, object. yeah, syndrome, whatever. What, what, I mean, how did you, did you take yourself through a process? So no different than what you do with a hospital, right? Or one of these organizations, what did you take yourself through to go, Tammy, narrow this down, like (laughs) take some time and like get laser focused. What did you do? Uh, Can you tell me some things? That's a great question. You know, it really, from a personal perspective, it started with setting goals because if not, I would chase every rabbit. I would go down every rabbit hole and I would lose focus. And so I had to literally start making myself goals. And I I feel like it's the secret to, you know, some of our success story is just then, you know, again, pick three things and you can't have 25 goals. You have to have, you know, measurable, actionable. I talk about smart goals. It's somewhat overused perhaps, but it's it's a real secret to success. Write it down with a pencil and paper on post-it note and put it in front of you. I mean, I have to sometimes, you're going to crack up about dieting. I have to post in my office, if I'm trying to lose some weight, I have to post why I'm on a diet. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. It says three things, diet reasons. I have a, three big programs coming up this year on March 7th, March 27th, and, and, and June 19th. So I have what it is and the date. So when I'm hungry in the afternoon, I want to grab that Snicker bar. I look and say, oh, yeah, now I remember why I'm on a diet. So it's the same thing with the goals. 
when you want to kind of get off pace and try something new, it's like, how is that working towards our goals? And that's how we train our hospital clients, which we call physician liaisons. We put a salesperson in the field that are part of that organization. They report to the CEO of the organization. But we have to, we hire high powered, high energy people who a lot suffer from, you know, it's SOS, the shiny object center, we call it SOS. Hey, did you take your SOS medicine today? Um, but by giving them measurable goals, that keeps their focus too. So in all that they do throughout the day, they say, well, this drive in results to any of those three goals. So it's just, I had to, I had to fix it for myself. And that's the way we just passed it on um, to our companies. And back to your remark about the hospitals or the, our clients that are just overwhelmed, they kind of don't know where to start because we're working with, you know, clinicians who have to take care of patients. That is the priority. Right. So all these other kind of things, it's like, I can't lay the patient down and say, okay, I need to work on my business development plan or some growth plan. So we bring that for them. Uh, or to them, but we always say that if we don't do that, then um, so many organizations are guilty of breathing their own exhaust Oof. and try to do it inside when that's not their skill set. Right. And we, and you know, even with our company, we've worked very hard to build a team that's half healthcare and half non-healthcare, so we would never be guilty or accused of breathing our own exhaust. We like to bring in other ideas, other industries to the table. Wow. Um, to, you know, so we have people on our team from education, from retail, from fitness and wellness. So just industry, um, uh, just to be able to bring stuff from the other industries in. Wow. And that is such a strong, um, which, you know, you and I, we, once again, we have that shared appreciation and value for, you know, what John Maxwell has done for so many people in the world. And, but that makes you a better guide. I mean, you're talking about setting your goals. You know, you have to do that personally. It's amazing how many people try to start things um, in the absence of the disciplines in their own life that are needed in the thing that they're trying to actually do and accomplish somewhere else. You know what I mean? Right. And, yes. and so you've become a better guide. I mean, you've even learned how to, you know, uh, look at the power of other people, uh, the power of diversity, um, like not breathing your own exhaust, which gosh, that is such a powerful, powerful picture. And I am stealing that from you. So you go for you, it, buddy. <laughs> I'm taking that. Me cliche well, is you cliche. Yeah, you go right ahead. yeah, yeah. So, um, but this whole guide thing, that's what, let, let's go into it from that perspective, it, you know, or that point okay. of view, if we could. Um, do you view yourself? I mean, is that, do you view yourself more as, um, just someone bringing a solution or, or, you know, cause people can provide a solution and never guide you through it. Or do you view yeah. yourselves first and foremost as guides with any number of solutions that will work for someone else? Well, kind of both. I mean, we have to bring a program. We know that the clients want to grow or they think they want to grow, but we could all get new business, right? But we want to make sure if we're going to go out and ask for business, it's the right kind that makes sense and is tied to our strategic initiatives. So a lot of companies will go out and just start doing sales. It's like, I didn't really know that you wanted that kind of business. So we help them, again, laser focus, you know, first strategically 
And then we bring in the how to and we manage the program. And we're trying to just hardwire it, get it in there, teach them how to do it, keep them how to laser focus, show them the awesome results that they'll get if they stick to it. And then we go away and they go into the sunset. So, you know, we always say in the beginning, we're not coming to move in. You know, we want to be part of the family for a couple of years and we're going to go away. Well, that's very good. That's a great philosophy, but it's clear. And that's the other thing, you know, you're very clear on that. And I do believe that, you know, and, and, and I know that you come to where I'm at in my neck of the woods, uh, down to Alan Bennett and, um, some of these other hospital systems. I think you've worked with GHS as well. Have you not? Well, we haven't worked with GHS. We worked with uh, some hospitals around that area, but no, we've not worked with them yet. We've worked with a few hundred hospitals across the country, but yeah, literally from coast to coast. And well, we've been in your market, but just not with them particularly. Right. But I would love to. Yeah. Well, you need. I I know some of those folks. I'll have to give you some phone numbers. Awesome. <laughs> the ones that I'll are up, the ones that are up on the top of the uh, of the decision making chain, which would be good for you. Um, exactly. So in that whole thing of just moving in for a while, moving out, bringing in a system, this is what we want. You want to hardwire it. Let's let's now apply that personally about oh. hardwiring, hardwiring things into yourself. So your disciplines, like you're leading a great team. You're leading a very um, diverse group of people, um, different backgrounds, different things. You're not expecting them to, you know, be knowledgeable and, you know, they have to have understanding, but you're not asking that to be their first and foremost thing. Like you're not saying, Hey, you that came out of health and fitness, I need you to know everything about this over here uh, that doctors right. think about, right? You're, you're, right. you're, you're playing to their strengths, right? So That's correct. what do you do to hardwire those things? into your mind for yourself to where those where you're clear on you and who you are in your strengths right that you're able to now bring that in to be able to lead such a team so tell me about your disciplines for hardwiring for your strengths so that you can be the best that you can be well first of all i want to keep it real here it it's a work in progress every day because i want to you know, first of all, my office is in the lower level of my home. So a lot of things call me all day long, right? Even the laundry versus making my sales calls for the day will, <laughs> will, uh, will trump, right? So I, I have to set goals for myself every single day on what I'm going to accomplish. I look at, you know, my calendar the night before so I can, you know, kind of psych myself up of what's the plan for the next day. But honestly, um, it, it is, it, it's something that I have to consciously work at every single day of staying focused and, and to drive results. I mean, I'm at the top of the food chain, if you will, in the company, but that just adds another level of responsibility that if business isn't coming in, that can make sure, you know, all the managers have the work that they need to meet their goals. I need to then roll my sleeves up and work individually with them. And to your point, they all had to be trained, even though they came in from different industries, they had to learn this business too. So I wanted to hire them because I wanted them to challenge me and say, why would you do that? That seems so odd. And, you know, which was part of where my brain was going towards lean and Six Sigma stuff is I wanted to make sure that, you know, I, I discovered there was help for me out there officially through lean kind of things to say, you know, how are you leaning, you know, your process? Like we did this, um, 
exercise in a lean training once where it's called a spaghetti diagram and it completely opened my eyes to you know the assignment was to make tea for two of your guests in in your home and you had to come into the kitchen and you know your pantry was on one side your refrigerator was on the other the teapot was back in the corner and how you had to draw spaghetti basically a line every time you walk from this side of the room to that side of the room pick up this to bring this back over because the pantry's on the opposite side of the kitchen as the the ingredients that you need to make the tea and and so it was an eye opener for me in terms of how much time is wasted just not having everything at your fingertips. You know, you're supposed to be able to not move your legs, just twist the top part of your body to get what you need in your workplace. So, you know, it's again, it's I'm constantly trying to learn to be more efficient and be more focused. And I promise you that sign is in front of my eyes right now that says plan your work and work your plan so I don't get off task. That is no, that no, that's no. Well, those are some of the disciplines that's, you know, you're saying to be conscious, you understand the responsibility being at the top. Yeah, you're at the top. But yes, you're responsible. That means you have to have that laser focus. Um, You have to and you brought in other folks that are newbies that were and you had to train them. You have to take that extra time to walk them through it. But I love this thing that you're talking about, this exercise. I don't know if you remember the cartoons, the family circus, and they they tell the kid to take the trash out, you know, a little cartoon in the newspaper back in the day. Do you remember that family circus? No, I don't. Let me hear it. Yeah. Well, the the little. Maybe I could get a clip and use it for a presentation. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he walks outside. The kid goes outside. He climbs over a wagon. Wagon, then he goes down a hill, then he comes back over, goes up a tree, you know, all the, and it just shows the pathway of where all the places he went just to get to the garbage can, just, wow. just to get there. And when you're talking, well, you know, in the, in the lean world, it, when you do that, it's not uncommon. The first time that you actually sit down and do a spaghetti diagram that you cut down 50 to 80% of the need of the space that you're in. Because you basically crunch everything down to the very end. Like there was a whole refrigerator in there and all we needed was a jug of milk to put into the little container, you know, so if someone wanted to <laughs> yeah. in their coffee. Right. So we just put a little bitty refrigerator in the pantry and then we didn't even have to, you know, so you just think differently. And if you can bring that to your life and help other people stop wasting. I mean, lean is all about reducing waste and improving efficiency. So that's the part that if you can bring that and you don't want to get too crazy where it's like, well, I like big rooms. Well, like a big room, but put a big couch and a big TV over in that area that you used to have, you know, to have to walk across to get a file. Right. So lean living. I mean, you could take that lean concept and put it into, hey, get a lean life. You know, Um, how many things keep you from where you ultimately want to be because you don't appreciate or understand lean? Yeah. Go to your closet, you know, like how many things are on (laughs) hangers in there that you never wear. I was just, it was funny because I was talking to, um, one of, um, one of the guys that's the founder of the, uh, the podcast solution that I use, um, for our, our website. And, um, his name is Mark Asquith. He's a great guy. And I, he and I were in a conversation and, um, and it's in one of the interviews, I forget what episode number it is. Um, I encourage the listeners to go listen to it, but it was great talk. This guy is very much into systems and all kinds of stuff. And I, I made the comment, you mentioned closet. And I said to him, I said, yeah, it's funny how many things are still hanging in your closet that maybe you had from when you were high in high school 
like yeah, like it's yeah it's like you know and you just can't let it go like what's wrong mm-hmm. why can't I? but you know what it's because it's nostalgic i understand that but the reality is you'll probably never get back into it yeah i would love to be the guy that says you know i could fit into anything that i wore in high school you know it's kind of like jerry seinfeld where he wrote uh <laughs> that episode where he put you know it looked like some he pen marked they were telling him because he was trying to change his gene size and so he writes <laughs> down a number on there like with a pen you know what i mean he changed oh, the number funny. so you could you know almost get the sense or the feel that it was the same size but it wasn't but I say all that to say, go into your closet, and we do have a closet of our lives that we could probably accomplish a lot more if we get lean with it, if we actually go in and really do some true addressing and adjusting. And, and like what you said, you know, you know, do you need all of that? Do you need all of this activity? Do you need all of these things that you say yes to? I mean, no is also a complete sentence, and it's an answer. You know, you can, Oh, absolutely. you know, and we need to learn that. Like we don't have to have every, we don't have to say yes to everything. And, and let me ask you when you say no, okay. Or when, what have you learned in saying no in this area, in this kind of, uh, with this thinking here where you realize that I don't need that. So mm-hmm. me saying no, I'm fine with it. When did you learn how to do that? When did you, I know you're still probably learning. We all are, but when did it really click for you that saying no, um, like, I don't need that on my resume. I don't need this thing in my life. Like, when did it really click for you? Was there any event, any life-changing thing for you, any situation, any failure, any loss that you were able to learn the greater importance or value of saying, no, this is, this is not lean for me. Well, I think with the goals, you know, when, if it doesn't, if it's not going to, if it's not going to help you hit your goal, achieve your goal, then it had to come off the list, you know, just go into a conference to learn A or B, which I love to do. You know, I allow a couple of conferences a year to try to learn. I need to laser focus on how is this going to achieve a goal. So it's all basically tied down to having everything working towards the finish line, whatever your finish line is. Okay. And did you, does that make you nervous? Do you, do you ever struggle with that? Like, Oh, I still struggle. Absolutely. I mean, saying no is hard because it's exciting. It's something new. It's like, oh yeah, a little variety in my life. But you know, like I've been asked to sit on boards and I'll accept and then think, why did I do this? And I, I feel, you know, very strongly that you need to give back. If God's blessed you with a talent that you need to be able to give that and help people. But sometimes it just gets out of hand. You know, it's like in a workplace, the person who gets things done, you know, they, they get handed more and more and more to do because you know you're going to get it done until you finally break their back and and I think that's something that you just have to be conscious of you know be um, thankful that somebody thinks enough about you to sit on their board or to be a part of what they have going on but you just have to say no I read something once that for every yes you give to someone you're telling something someone else no and typically the no is family. Typically the no is the important thing that you give up. Wow. So that was kind of earth shattering to me when I heard that. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so, that's so right. 
Wow. And that'll, and that'll shake you to the core. And I guess sometimes that's what we need. I think we make better, we we make better decisions when we're shaken to the core. I really do believe when we feel that vibration go down to the core of our being, it's amazing how much clearer our decision. If, I mean, if we really care, right, we, we make better decisions that way. Um, so let's move into one area that's like huge. And we talked about this in in our little pre chats and, and just, you know, over time (laughs) getting up to this point, which I'm so happy that we were able to get this interview going, um, uh, and, and get it scheduled, you know, things change all the time. And the interesting part about that is you're never asked, do you want this change or not? There's no one that comes <laughs> to you and says, hey, by the way, uh, everything is about to change. And you know, you you have the power to say yay or nay if you want it to. So we're never invited into the thing that's going to change, right? We can't do it economically, right. um, you know, industry with people, you know, things happen, right? But they don't right. just happen. That's the thing. I don't think things just happen. I think they're always working and they're always moving forward. And it's the combination of all the actions that are creating this thing. But the only thing that you have control over is you. So even in your industry and when things change, um, so personal, personal life and industry in your professional world, how do you deal with change? How do you look at change? How do you look at the fact that no one asked you, <laughs> first and foremost, if it was okay, but how do you adjust to it? And what kind of mindset you know, do you try to have when dealing with those changes that no one asked your opinion about? Well, that's a great question. And, and, you know, I preach change all the time and it's so easy, you know, when it's happening to someone else, like, don't worry <laughs> about it. You know, yeah. it's all right. It, and then, but when it happens to me, it's, you know, it goes to the core and we, we have a, um, a semi podcast. It's really Friday from the fields that go out. It's a three, five minute video clip that goes out every Friday to our friends and, and fans. And, and, um, I can see when people unsubscribe and it is so hurtful. I take it personally and and I'm not on the screen most of the time. It's my team doing these recordings. You know, if it would, so I'm already hurt. So if it would have been on one of my days to record, they unsubscribe like, how dare you? You know? And so that's a form to change. They change their mind, right? They don't want, because they originally subscribed or asked for it and suddenly it's irrelevant to them now. So it's very hurtful. So, you know, I experienced that last Friday and I'm a glutton for punishment because I kept going in and I would check another date and I was like, wow, five people unsubscribed that week. What's the deal? And I, and I can tell who they are and they give a reason. And so, you know, it's like a just total glutton for punishment, but I saw something happen or I saw a hashtag the other day that said shift happens, you know, S-H-I-F-T happens. And I thought, oh, that's right. And, you know, our big deal this year was we have to learn to pivot, like not, you know, we don't, we don't have time to celebrate a long time. So I don't give myself a lot of time to gloom and doom over things for very long, because if things are changing and not to the, for the better, you don't have a lot of time to sit and sulk and whine and feel sorry for yourself. You know, my husband calls it going to victimville. And so we have to get at, we have to pass through and get on out of that town as quickly as possible. 
but it's, I'm not going to lie. It's hard. And I, you know, being a woman of faith, I put a lot in God's hands and just say, you know, I need your help and I'm not afraid to ask, but I'm a firm believer that you have to do everything within your power, whether it's work harder, make more calls. Let's just say that we run out of business. And, um, I mean, every, it's all hands on deck to do sales. And if, you know, you do these proposals and you present and everyone's like, oh, we love you so much. And then it's like, oh no, we decided we don't have that money in the budget. And you work so hard and it's such a rejection and you just have to keep believing and keep doing your part. And I feel like then God will step in and do the rest. So you do the possible and he'll do the impossible, but you just sitting around thinking that he's going to deliver for you when you don't want to do your part, you know, the blood, sweat and tears and forget it. Yeah. So that's, that's how I've lived my life in the, because things do change all the time. You think you're going to get a big deal. You don't. You think something's going to happen from a law, and it doesn't. So you have to be prepared to pivot, and that's our new term here. It's like we just have to pivot. We can't stay honest. We stick to the good to great model where we do what we're supposed to do. We get rid of everything else, but that still doesn't, you know, isn't the magic potion for delivering all that we need. No, that's, I love that answer. That's a great answer. And just so you know, um, I interviewed Jenny Blake, who wrote the book Pivot. I don't know if you... Oh, I've not even read that. It is a great book. So you need to listen to that episode if you can. I, um, I will give you the episode number here. And for the listeners, it is very powerful. Her book is amazing. And she talks about change, you know, change is the only thing you can really count on. It's going to happen. So why not get better at it? Right. And, and so that's what we have to be able to do and learn to sit on the edge of uncertainty. You have to learn that, you know, the, you, you can do it. You can be on the edge of uncertainty. I'm not talking about just like recklessly getting to the edge of a cliff, you know, like threatening to jump, but I'm just talking about learn to get better at being uncomfortably comfortable on the edge of uncertainty. You know, it's, yeah, I love that. it's a, yeah. but it's episode 13. So for those of you who are listening and for you, Tammy, you, you would love it. Yes. The book is amazing. The book is, I recommend it to as many people as possible. It's called pivot. And she has a whole pivot method, her website and everything. So you need to check that out. Another thing that you said that I think is very powerful was I like how you said you do the work you do. You've got to believe you've got to, you know, you know, you know, raise your, you know, you've got to bring your faith up or your expectation up to the level of your faith. And if your faith is low and your belief is low, then your expectations, where are they going to go? You know, you've got to elevate them. And I'm convinced, too, as a person of faith, and for those of you listening, I know everyone has their own different points of view and their belief systems, and that's fine. But I believe that God's not willing to do for you what he wants to do through you and with you. And, you know, his part is done, in my opinion. God's done his part. It's done versus do. We're still trying to do, and he's already done. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? We, we just need to catch up to it. <laughs> you know, we've got to. That's right. We've got that's to exactly make- right. That's what it is, too. It's hard work. It is. It's that hard work. And that. so let's move into this part of it. And these are some of my favorite questions to ask people. What are some of your normal things that you do to invest in yourself? Tammy, Tammy Hewitt, for you, investing in you so that you can continue to be more than you've become. 
Uh, I try to stay fit ex- from an exercise perspective because I am a carbaholic as well. So if I don't, it, you know, if I want to keep eating my carbs, I have to work out or my brain will become a big fog and then I lose <laughs> momentum and desire. So that's one thing. And I'm an avid reader. So I like to be cutting edge and bring some timely relevant, you know, news or tricks or, you know, process to the table. So um, do a lot of reading and listening to, um, you know, podcasts. And there's so much you can do without spending a dime with podcasts. Your podcasts are great. I can't believe I missed that one with Jenny. So um, <laughs> thank you. I Well, I got a new iPhone. So when I switched over, a lot of things fell off. So I think maybe that was the week that I don't know what happened, but I'll take I'll <laughs> definitely listen to it. So I just try to invest. And then I try to go to a couple conferences a year, you know, whether it's doing lean or, you know, John Maxwell stuff or, you know, I like to I've been to Zig Ziglar. I've been to Michael Hyatt stuff. So I try to go. Um, that will help supercharge me so that I can help supercharge, you know, not only my team, but my, um, our clients and my family. That's awesome. And, and let me ask you this. Here's another question for you. Um, when it comes to, um, just making sure that you stay in your strength, right. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and just the reward you have, you know, there's no better rest. I, you know, I'm, I'm convinced of this the best sleep you can possibly get is obviously not doing the subjectively right things, right? You know, you know, people say, Oh, I'm doing the right thing. Well, that can be very subjective. Um, but you're doing the things that you need to be doing. You're, you're, you know, you're servicing what you sell, right? If you're working and you, even if you're employed somewhere or you own the business, but also just that you're in your strength, right? you know, what do you do to, you know, I know you put up signs, you have goals and you have things like that, but it's just staying in your strength. Like, how do you make sure that n- nothing can dislodge you? Like n- you don't allow that or, or have you run into a situation where you could feel something pulling you from your strength and how did you get back to it? Wow. That might take a little thought. Um, I know I'm a firm believer that whatever you do, you need to be having fun. You know, having fun at work is not illegal, whether you're employed, self-employed, volunteering, you can have fun even, I mean, I work in healthcare, so we're saving lives and trying to stamp out disease and, and, um, but we can still have fun at it. And that, that's kind of a measuring stick for me. You know, there's a lot of pressure. So pressure, you know, you're going to pressure is good is your conversation about pressure. I can't wait for it to read that chapter (laughs) in your book and hear podcasts on the pressure. That's so awesome. Um, But it's okay to have pressure. In fact, you know, that that is kind of a it feeds me. But if the the job's not fun and I don't feel like I'm um, able to encourage other people and and, you know, lead them to, you know, live their dream and hit their goals and have, you know, some measurable results. I know it's time for me to change. You know, used to, I kind of had a five-year tick. It's like, okay, at five years, I'm done with this job. I'm ready to move on. We've had business for 16, and I guess we've been able to pivot a little bit and do different things. But um, for the most part, we've stuck to the the program that works. And so I guess when I start not enjoying it, I know I need to reevaluate and see what's going on. Do I need to learn something new? Do I need to take a trip? But you know, for all of those, I was employed by health system for 21 years before we went out on our own. Best thing we ever did. Um, but it, you know, it, it was a little bit forced on us and I had, my husband was very supportive to go. I mean, we had to pull in, 
big time financially, you know, uh, couldn't do anything socially. There was just no extra money. And I remember when I would want to quit during the day and, you know, my husband and I were literally geographically separated because I was trying to build the business in Texas. He was in Illinois and we would talk at night and he's like, just keep pushing it. They don't know how bad they need you yet. And that little encouragement each day was extremely helpful. Um, but if, you know, you got to love what you do. That's what charges me. Wow. And in that statement that he gave to you, <clears throat> sorry, I'm a little, that, that kind of hit me in my heart there that they don't know how bad they need you yet. And for those of you who are listening, I just want you to know that's the whole reason this whole podcast exists. This is why I want people like Tammy speaking and in, in interviewing so you can hear that this world needs you. When you walk out there, you were, you were made and designed to make impact everybody. It doesn't matter where you were born, where you come from. None of those things matter. And that when you walk into a room, you are what's missing and necessary. There's love, love. That's awesome. You know, there is nothing better than that. That right there. I mean, that is a moving statement. So please let him know that I, I mean, (laughs) kind of got me choked up on that right there. Like, wow. They don't well, it know gives how you bad they need you. Too, you know, because you get defeated when you knock on doors or you're trying to build something. You're like, I just can't get enough money coming in to quit my day job to get to my dream job. And, and but, it, you know, you do need someone encouraging you to just keep going. And so, you know, yeah, use your encouragement, Tim, to know that God gave us all strengths and there is a purpose for all of us here. And you've got to walk into the room and hold your head up high and know that if you can't figure it out and you ask him, show me, and I, you know, he will, he'll open doors for you. And I, I remember, um, you know, just a quick story about when we went out on our own and, you know, very much had to watch finances really didn't have enough to make, you know, we had the, well, how does that go? The um, balance in the checkbook ran out before the month ran out or something. Ooh, but yeah. um, wow. <laughs> I remember I was in Kansas City and I was calling on a hospital VP for our job. And, and, um, she, well, two things came from that day. I got one of my best stories I've ever had that I share with people, but I do remember that morning I checked the balance in our account and it zeroed out in our savings account. And that's really what was, you know, kind of supplementing. We had nothing. And I mean, nothing. And now we're down to one income when we used to have two. And I was more of the breadwinner in terms of money. I mean, he was an awesome provider, but so I remember that time saying to God, um, wow, you know, now it's yours. And I feel like I didn't hear him audibly, but in my heart say, it's about time you gave it up to me and stop mm-hmm. trying to do it yourself. And so, so oftentimes, because I am a control freak, we think we can do this, we can do this. It's like, no, that's where I got that. Just do what you can and God will do the rest if you give it up to him. And that was the first day in my life I ever fasted because frankly, at that point in my walk, I had no idea what, what is fasting mean mean. And it really just enhances your prayer. It reminds you throughout the day when you're starving to death that you're, you know, you're really turning something over to God. Right after that, I got my first hospital contract and that was 16 years ago and not looked back. So it really does work. We're just not saying this, you know, saying, you know, let's get all religious on everyone, but 
it's a real, it's the real deal. And so just to tell you the story about change, because we started this by talking about change, as I was calling on the VP that day, we were talking about change and how, you know, we're all so adverse to change. And she told me true story. When her son was a baby, he could not tolerate the baby formula. So she called her pediatrician and talked to the nurse and said, hey, listen, you know, Tommy can't tolerate the formula. I'm going to change him to this other formula. And the nurse was like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, boy babies have to have this formula. Doctor, you know, you you have to use this formula. She goes, well, unless there's a life-threatening reason, this kid is spitting up on me all day long. I'm changing the formula. (laughs) So have the doctor call me. So a few minutes later, the doctor called her and he was laughing and he said, you know what? 30 years ago, 30 years ago, I started my practice and I had a a baby formula sales rep call on me and I really liked him. And then shortly after that, I had another formula rep call on me and I liked her. So at that point, I decided all my boy babies would get his formula and all my girl (laughs) babies would get her formula. And it's been that way for 30 years. Oh right? So the the, nur- the nursing staff just thought, well, that's the way, there's a clinical reason why we've always done it that way. So it must be the way we always need to do it. But there was just that silly reason that he made that decision. So, you know, I think that's a cool story about let's, you know, let's reevaluate things. Maybe what worked before doesn't anymore. Or maybe the reason you think you can't change is not even the real reason you invented it. Yeah. What's spinning in that head of yours, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or what are you just doing? Just living on autopilot. Oh, my gosh. That is a great, great story. That is a great story. And I love how... I mean, I love that you're sharing the evolution in your progress. And I think that's what people need to hear. They need, you know, I need it. Everybody needs that. We all need to do that. We all need to be able to sit in the same room somehow. And that's the beauty of this technology and being virtual and all that stuff. But gosh, we just need that opportunity, don't we? Just to be able to just say, hey, you know, me too. You know, hey, wow, thanks for being that transparent and that authentic. So, I mean, I really do appreciate that. I have one last question for you. Ooh, drum roll. Oh, my goodness. Did you save the best for last? (laughs) I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like our conversation is the best, right? Every time time I talk to somebody, that's what I enjoy. I enjoy the conversation. So this is just a random, random question that I want to throw out there to you. So if you could, and maybe there's not three, it could be, you know, one to three. Okay. So what are one to three things that you are optimistic about for this year for you in your life? Whoa. One to three. Well, from I would a prefer business- three. I would prefer three, <laughs> but <laughs> okay. So I don't really. Okay, so all of you fans, friends, and fans of this podcast, I did not get any uh, advance warning on that question. <laughs> She's okay. giving you a disclaimer already. No, they know I do this. So yeah, she. I did not ask her this. None of the questions really. I mean, I'm asking her. She doesn't know I'm going to ask her. So you're free. You're you're totally free. Okay, so one to three things that I'm believing in for this year. See, I've optimistic, already lost it. Uh, optimistic. One to th- three things that you are um, optimistic about or believing for this year. One to three things. 
Okay, one to three things. Well, I am going to inspire uh, thousands of people. Hopefully, I'm believing in myself at a conference where I'm a keynote speaker in uh, Naples, Florida this year. So that's one thing that I'm optimistic about. Uh, we got on the platform at a national conference for uh, executive healthcare executives, and so we have a really cool, fun baseball-themed simulation workshop. So I'm believing that that's going to, or optimistic that that's going to bring in uh, a lot of new business, and we'll be able to help a lot of hospitals and health systems to laser focus and get results and serve their patients better. And uh, from a third, what am I optimistic about? I'm optimistic that I'm going to be an empty nester at age 55 for the first time <laughs> in my life. How about that? I'm optimistic that this is going to be a rocking house in the neighborhood without any children included. How about that? <laughs> that's Hey, that's great. Empty nester. I'm already thinking about it because um, our eldest will be... Going to college in um, a year, you know, I'm I'm counting that down. I look at it and I go, wow, like he's no longer like he's a resident, but like the residency starts to, you know, go away, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, so wow. So you're encouraging me with that. So, hey. Yeah. I never thought I would be excited to be an empty nester, but I am. It's almost like getting ready to go on vacation. The closer you get to it, the more you want it, you know, you can feel it in the so, yeah, I'm excited about that. You're ready that. to be done. Well, that's awesome. And I really appreciate you very much for taking this time. And this has been a great, great combo. But what I like to also do is where can people, where's the, where, what are the best places? Because what if someone wants to talk to you or chat with you or whatever? What are those channels? So I know give them your website and um, it'll be in the show notes as well. But also any like any places you like to hang out like LinkedIn, Twitter, any of those things. Go ahead and give us those handles if you would. Okay. Well, everything on uh, Tammy Tiller Hewitt is my name. So it's, uh, I'm on LinkedIn and Tiller Hewitt's my Twitter and we have tillerhewitt.com is our website. So if anyone's looking that needs help with business development or growth or motivational speaking is one of the biggest um, arms that uh, in terms of growth that I would like to personally um, improve or increase this year, um, give us a call. There's a list of all our different topics on our website. Awesome. Thanks that for is, that shout out. Hey, yeah, shout out. That's right. We're going to do it. And also, your what is the, it's on Fridays right now. You're, are you posting that on a YouTube channel, the Friday thing? Oh, yeah, you, it's on YouTube. Yeah, Friday from the field. So you can um, go to our website and sign up. So you'll get the uh, automatically sent to your inbox. We also have a holiday calendar that talks about different observances for each day. Um, a lot of our physician offices, you know, we have thousands of physician practices around the country that our liaisons call on, and they like this calendar that shows, you know, what each day of the month is, whether it's, you know, brownie day or national peppermint day or whatever. So just to give a little chuckle or some theme to a day, so you can download calendars each month. So there, there are some things that are useful for anyone, whether you're in the healthcare business or not. 
Well, that's mindfulness, right? Being mindful. Yeah. Just being mm-hmm. able to just do something for someone else and be mindful. That's great stuff. There's a lot of days now they keep adding to the, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of oh, days. Oh yeah. There's all kinds of, yeah, yeah, I'm going to start making my own calendar. <laughs> like <laughs> These are things you can do for me. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Well, 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 just for your information, today is national gumdrop day. So eat, eat your share of gumdrops. Oh my goodness. I don't think, where do you buy gumdrops? <laughs> do you get them at Walgreens? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Oh, heck yeah. Place that sells I'm going to, okay. I'm going to go look for gumdrops <laughs> after we're done. I'm going to, I'm going to find some gumdrops and I'm going to, I'm going to take a picture of me eating some gumdrops. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> and go. I'll give some away too. I'll, I'll give some gumdrops to uh, my daughter or some maybe maybe neighborhood kid or something well that could look weird so i don't want to do that so yeah yeah don't be yeah don't be the guy that's giving the candy candy away yeah that's not good okay so we'll scratch that so anyways this has been another episode of um uphill conversations and i've been speaking with a friend of mine and someone who i really appreciate and i believe in the work that she does and i also believe in the leadership she provides uh to her community and um, to this world and she's making a difference and what for those of you who are listening I want you to know that you can be more do more and have more and you are more than you've become so the biggest thing though, that I want you to remember is that people like myself and Tammy will be on the hill riding along with you and we will talk with you soon you've been listening to uphill conversations If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at UphillConversations.co. See you on the Hill!